are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show for you today. We're going to do a brief NBA draft recap and then go full in on NBA free agency that starts in just a couple days. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Obviously, Coop. Obviously. Let's start with the Lakers' first round pick. How did you feel they did with that first pick? Did you like it in the first round? I love your trick question, Coop. Um, Why is that a trick question? Because we did not select uh, Dyson Daniels, as you want to imply. We did not have our first round pick. But we did acquire a second round pick, and I like that pick quite a bit, considering that we had nothing before. Second round picks don't matter. I've said that a thousand times. Let's start with the NBA draft, Web. Uh, Web can talk about the second round. I will not. I'm going to need to know two of those guys' names in the next four years, and I'll wait for them to, for them to become successful before I learn them. Web, am I crazy for that stance? Yes. Terrible. Let's start with the winners and losers. Web, who was your biggest draft winner? Let's start positive. I know you hate doing that because you're a miserable, miserable person. But who were the draft winners to you? Yeah, so sorry about that, Coop. Um, there were several teams that I liked. You know, I can go on and on for days, but the team that I liked the most would probably be the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. So they'd be one of my winners. Why was Memphis a winner to you? They only had one pick in round one. They took David Roddy from Colorado State. You just loved that pick more than any others? Yeah, I I had David Roddy going to Golden State or who they should have taken in my mock. I, I looked after a lot of mock drafts after I did mine, and, and no one had David Roddy going in the first round. I think David Roddy was very underrated, and I thought it was a, a sneaky pick um, for them to trade trade uh, Philly for him. Um, and I liked the Kennedy Chandler pick in the second round that they got from San Antonio. Um, yeah. They also got uh, Vince Williams in the second round. Good value there, pick 47, and they traded for Jake LaRavia uh, from Minnesota. So they got a decent haul. Guys, I'll never need to learn their names. My first draft winner is the Detroit Pistons. Jaden Ivey at pick five. Everyone had him as the fourth best player. Sacramento was like, nah, we have enough point guards. I think Jaden Ivey can play with Cade Cunningham, and I think he can really unlock him having two guys who, who can handle the ball. People have compared him to a baby jaw, which I kind of enjoy because jaw is also a baby. But Very on lazy draft, comparison. I agree. Very lazy. He is a really good athlete. I think he's probably one of the smartest basketball minds in this draft. His mother's the head coach of the women's team at Notre Dame. He's been surrounded by basketball his whole life. I would be very shocked if he isn't a very solid NBA player for a long time. And I think the upside could be much higher. So I like this pick for Detroit a lot. It's really like, it's such a good fit for them with Cade that I think if they make a couple signings in free agency, they could be a problem in two seasons. That's my first draft winner. Who's your next winner? But Detroit made my list, but it was more for the, the Jalen Duran trade um, than the Jaden Ivey pick, because I think the Jaden Ivey pick where they, when he fell to them number five, I think there was a no brainer. So um, I like the Jalen Duran acquisition. Um, so Detroit's also on my list, so that's two down. Uh, I have Houston on my list as well. So Houston took Jabari Smith at number three. They took Tari Easton at number 17. And at 29, they took Ty Ty Washington Jr. 
we should also uh, just mention that Houston bought out John Wall for $41 million yesterday, and they got him out of like $6 million, and he's likely to sign with the Clippers. So those are Houston's moves. Which one of those were you think were the best, or you like all of them? Um, the Jabari Smith trade, sort of similar to Detroit. He fell to them. Uh, everyone expected Banchero to uh, be number two, if not number three, if, if Chet had fallen. Um, but I like the Tari Eason pick. I think they just hit on all the position, position needs. Um, Tata Washington, uh, they, I think they need a point guard. And they got him at 29, which was uh, lower than I had him. So I thought it was great value. thought they just hit on all their position needs. And I, I think Houston's going to be, uh, yeah, the way, the way that you see Detroit is kind of the way that I see Houston in about two to three years. I want Houston to be good. Uh, Sengun could be a lot of fun. I think I'm just not as sold on Jalen Green as everybody else is yet. I have my doubts that he can play winning basketball for a team. Oh, you said Sengun, not of uh, everyone in Houston. Um, Who else is in Houston? Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. I mentioned Jalen Kev- Green and how I don't like him that much. <laughs> Kev- no. Kenny it's pretty Martin clear Jr. about son. that. <laughs> Kenny Martin Jr. son. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think... I think Jalen Green. I mean, Jalen Green doesn't have to be the, the captain or the leader of the team. I think he can do very well. He, that Houston team is just—they um, need to be disciplined. They're, it's full of young boys, so like they need some some older heads in there to kind of um, straighten them up a little bit. I think if they get some veteran leadership, they can be a solid, you know, team instead of some knuckleheads. The next team I liked a lot. A coupe insecurity. This is going to surprise you. I like what Golden State did, taking Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, he was a top 10 recruit as of last season. So very high-ranking high school guy. Golden State doesn't need him to play. They can kind of bet on the traits to see if he can develop into something real. This is the perfect team for him to go to. I think it makes sense for both sides. He can grow. He can kind of fix what was broken. And I think it's going to work out well for them. So I like I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. for Golden State quite a bit. All right. I have uh, my next team is is the New Orleans Pelicans. I really liked what they did taking Dyson Daniels. I love that Dyson. I love that Dyson Daniels pick. You should genius get that pick. I chose it, but the Dyson (laughs) the Dyson Daniels pick uh, is who I said New Orleans should take, and and they went with him, and I love the EJ Liddell. Excellent value in the second round. I had him as a first rounder. I think a lot of other people had him as a first rounder, a late first rounder. And he plummeted to the second round. Uh, I thought it was great value. I think New Orleans is going to be scary. I should mention that Webb on his mock draft got three picks correct. He got six, Benedict Matherin from Indiana. He got Shaden Sharp to Portland. And he got Dyson Daniels to New Orleans. It's pretty good, Webb. Three Three out of 30 is not bad. 10%. 10%. Pretty I solid. Almost, I almost got that David Roddy pick, man. Like, I, I had him going to Memphis, and I changed it to Golden State at the last minute. But, you know, it doesn't count. So, so what you're really saying upset. here is you didn't get it correct. <laughs> no, but if you, you know, I give myself a little bit of credit because no one else had David Roddy going in the first round. I said Golden State should take him. So I think that's a half a credit. Zero credit. Okay. Uh, the last team, actually, I, 
So I'm, I want to give Orlando a little credit and a little backhanded compliment. Before the draft, I said Paolo Benchero was the best player in this class. And I was kind of shocked Orlando wasn't considering drafting him. It didn't make sense to me. I thought he was the most pro-ready. I thought he fit in that system pretty well. So I like that they kind of went, okay, Chet and Jabari, there's something missing here. Let's just take the best guy and we'll figure it out later. I like that. But then after I th- I said this, I learned that Chet and Jalen Suggs have been childhood friends and have this kind of basketball basketball chemistry that basically no one else in the league ever has had before. And putting them together, I think, could have been really special where they wouldn't have to deal with the rookie, rookie struggles that I, everyone else would have to deal with in this league. So I kind of wish they took Chet, but Paolo is the better player. Chet might have been a better fit in the system to go with Jalen Suggs. Uh, I, w- I wasn't that high on Chet, so I'm... I didn't want Orlando to take him number one, mostly because I don't want Orlando to trade Chet to the Lakers in a few years. Much happier with Paolo or Jabari. Um, so yeah, that works for me. Four years, four or five years, I'm happy with the Lakers getting uh, Paolo Banchero. And um, yeah, good good job, Orlando. You think the Lakers are going to trade Paolo for Westbrook this summer? Or what are you thinking? Seems about right. Four to five years. Westbrook won't be on the team. You guys might have some first-round picks by then, so that could be nice. Yeah, it's happening. It's definitely happening. <laughs> okay. Who's your next team, Webb? Uh, Sacramento. You liked what they did, taking Keegan Murray. I loved it because I think the easy sort of knee-jerk thing to do would be to take Jade and Ivy, but I think Keegan Murray fit in better than Jade and Ivy, Jade and Ivy right now with how the roster currently is. So I like that Sacramento actually um, didn't fall victim to the pressure, and they uh, they took a guy who might be my favorite pick uh, in the lotto. Here's why I disagree with you. And I like Keegan Murray, by the way. And I think he does fit quite well in Sacramento. Apparently reports came out that after Detroit took Jaden Ivey, teams were calling to try and trade him, trade for him. They still wanted him. So I'm going to assume that Detroit might have, might have given something to Sacramento to move down a pick or some, someone else might have given some really good assets to Sacramento to move down a little bit. And they probably could have still got Keegan Murray down a couple of picks and picked up some assets. They didn't need to take him at four because there was legitimate interest at Jaden in Jaden Ivey. So I think they made a mistake there doing that and not picking up more assets because Lord knows this team needs more assets. But I like the fit, and I like the player. I'm okay with it. I mean, Jaden Ivey caught fire because of the, the John Morant comparisons, which I think are very lazy, but John Morant's one of the hottest stars in the in the league, so you know it, the hype's going to help, and also the the pedigree, like with his mom being a, an assistant coach for, for Memphis at one point, um, it helps a lot. But I think, I'm not going to lie, I think you can find another Jaden Ivey. It, 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 it's not common. It's not going to happen all the time, but I think you can find another Jaden Ivey. Ivy, maybe even in this draft, but certainly in another draft. I, it, 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 he's not a dime a dozen type of player, but I think you can find a guy like him. I, I just love Ke- everything that Keegan Murray uh, showed, and um, yeah, I was just okay. I, th- I thought the easy thing would have been to to to, to draft Ivy. They've just sort of been doing that already. They've had this sort of uh, uh, this back uh, court kind of um, revolving door, and they haven't had like a, a solid four for a while. It was actually good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, my 
my last, I have, I have two more winners left. I loved Charlotte taking Mark Williams. That was my guy all draft season. Legit 7-2. He gives them something they do not have at all. A legit rim presence. I think he can play right away. Serious minutes. Be a good rim runner. I just, I really like his fit on Charlotte playing with LaMelo. I think he'll be getting alley-oops all day. And this team really needed defensive presence. And I think he gives them that right away. I think this is, I think he can play 20 minutes a night to start. And I think his role can grow from there. So I really like this pick for Charlotte. I like the pick too. And I think it was a great fit. That was one of the best fits so far. I didn't like that they traded number 13. Thought they could have kept both uh, picks. Um, but yeah, the Mark Williams pick was, was solid. How many more winners do you have? Do you have just one? No? Okay. No. My, my last winner, I liked Minnesota taking Walker Kessler. Thought that was a good pick for them. They got in the, they got it from the trade from Memphis. I think he kind of fits what they want to do. He can help Carl Anthony Towns not play center so much. Take some take some heat away from him playing defense because he does not like playing defense. So I like that fit a little, pick a little bit. Yeah, I like that pick too. Okay, let's get to the losers web. Who was your favorite loser in this draft? Don't, sorry, the Lakers is the biggest loser, correct? Before we start, like the Lakers are the biggest loser of this class, right? I don't think so, but you are a Laker hater, so. I'm an honest, I'm an honest, impartial observer. (laughs) Said the devil. (laughs) Okay, who is your first loser, Webb, besides the Lakers? I think it's a popular one, uh, the Knicks, just because, um, well, when I saw that they took Usman Deng, I I didn't like that pick at all for the Knicks. Not that I didn't like the player. I just thought there were so many other players I could have taken, particularly a wing that can shoot at least. Um, but they traded uh, they traded that out, and they only got one pick, Trevor Keels, in the second round. So I, I expected bigger things from the Knicks, and I think they're a ways away from contending, but they think that they're much closer, and they're trying to get uh, Jalen Brunson for some reason. And they think that this will put them uh, into the playoffs. So I just didn't like what they did at all. So they traded the 11th pick, what would have been Usman Deng, for three future first-round picks that are all conditional, that couldn't come for three, four years sometimes maybe. And it was all the clear cap space to sign Jalen Brunson because his dad is the assistant coach now. The president was his dad's first client as an agent. They're going to give him $25 million a year for some reason. Coop, Coop, we called it, remember? We talked about this a few weeks ago. And you asked me, how much would I give Jalen Brunson? I said, uh, I'd do maybe four for 80. And I think you said you'd do a little bit higher. No, I said four for 80. You said four for 65, I think. I said, okay, I'd, I, I said I'd give him the Fred Van Fleet contract, four for 80. I'd give him a little right, right around there, I said. Okay. I, okay, so even better. I think I, I think I said four for 60, though. 15 per year. Yeah. And you said you said the Van Vliet contract. So even, even okay, that's even worse. Um, we're talking about one ten for uh, for four years. <laughs> I can't wait to see this blow up. It's it might be it might be a sign and trade. It might be a sign and trade where they get something back so they can give them the five year max. <laughs> I've seen that report too. Oh, I can't wait. Five years is still too much um, for that. To be fair, money. I like Jalen Brunson. I think he's a really nice player. Uh, oh, he's good. He's, He's, he's fine. Good. He's fine. He's fine. He put up 16 points a game last year. Let's let's calm it down a little bit. He was fine. I think he's a good player. I have no problem. <sighs> the Knicks need to overspend. 
I don't even mind giving them four for it, like four for 20 million a year. I think because of free agency, you have to overpay to get them. So I get that. Overpay a little bit. But to free up all your cast base and act like he's the savior coming to New York, fans are going to be let down by this because he's a nice player. We saw him as a good number two, maybe a great number three. I'm not sure uh, he could be a number one. I, I might be in an island with this whole I, thing. I do not think he is a number three option at all. He is fine. He showed, what, one year of, of actually filling in for Luca. I just don't understand the hype. He's already 25. I think there's a reason why it's the Knicks who want to go after him with all this amount of money. I, I think you're underselling Brunson quite a bit. I think he's well, better than you're giving him credit for. I think he's not as good as the Knicks are saying he is. Coop, when did you mention Jalen Brunson's name before this season? How is so he the, this good? I actually mentioned him when he got drafted because I loved him at Villanova. So I've been on Jalen Brunson for a while. Uh, I didn't know he'd become this, but I thought he was an NBA player. Coop, what is this? He averaged 16 points a game last year. What is what is this? I don't understand. Is he? It, <laughs> he's a good player. What, 16 what points from is your. 16 points a night isn't your number three. That's a good number three play on your team. What's wrong with that? Because it was on Dallas. Luca missed like a good portion of the year. That's why he his numbers are inflated. He'd never be putting this up on, on the Warriors or on Miami or something. He'd never get the touches. I think you were underselling him, but I think the Knicks are overrating him. I think he's a nice player. And I think he could average between 17 and 22 a game in New York with decent numbers, decent, decent peripherals play solid defense a little bit and be a really good, a really smart player. He's a competent guard, which the Knicks haven't had in like 15 years. And the Knicks will miss the playoffs again. I think you're right about everything that you just said. He can hit all those numbers, maybe even higher, but that's not going to change the Knicks needle. He's going to be I, a great fantasy player. I would, I would definitely draft Jalen Brunson next year. I think Jalen Brunson is a winning player. He's won everywhere he's all right. been. All right, man. I must... I just don't get it. This guy averaged 16 points a game in a breakout season, and people are acting like this is Zach Levine or John Morant or Mike Conley Jr. 16 points a game last year. He, he, I think he filled in very nicely for Luca. I was not hearing Jalen Brunson's name before this, like in the NBA at least. I just don't understand it. One year, one year, Coop, of like, eh. That's all it takes. Was he even in the conversation for most improved player? Like I, I, I just, I just don't understand it. He was not, but I don't think that was his fault. I don't think he wasn't given the run because Luca's the point guard. He was a, like the sixth man, but I think he deserves a bigger role than that. All right. And as the I, year I, progressed, he got that bigger role. He earned it with, in his minutes. I just, I just can't wait for the Knicks to do this and it blow up in their face. And Jalen Brown is going to be sitting on the bench in March, just collecting those checks. And the Knicks are out of the playoffs. It had to be New York to do this. Can't wait. Ah, uh, my first loser. I don't like saying loser because I, I feel kind of bad because these guys, I'm ho- I'm rooting for them. I hope they're good players. I really do. But it's just the fit. I don't love Johnny Davis in Washington. I kind of like the player, but I think they needed a point guard more than anything. I'm not sure he'll ever be a true point guard. And I think he's going to be like Bradley Beal's backup. They're about to get Bradley Beal Supermax. I'm not sure the fit is great here from Johnny Davis from Wisconsin to Washington. I didn't mind them taking like a guard. I just think that because Johnny Davis can't shoot, that won't really help the Wiz. 
So that's why I didn't like it. I like Johnny Davis, the player. I think he can fit in with Beal. It's just I wish he was a better shooter. If he was a better shooter, which Washington needs, I would have liked this better. Um, but I have no problem with him taking like a wing or a guard. Who's your next loser? Um, I have Chicago. You didn't like my boy Dalen Terry, Jason Terry's nephew? No, I thought Chicago could have done something a little bit more. Um, yeah, I just, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I thought they could have gone for a point guard. I thought they could have gone for a big man. Um, they had a few point guards to choose from. Just didn't like it. And that was their only pick for the entire draft. It's not like I don't like the player. I just didn't think the fit was a priority. Okay, fair enough. I, I didn't have a problem with too many other picks in round one. I think they all kind of made some sense. Like, understand the fit. Did you have any more losers that you wanted to kill and destroy in their happiest night, happiest night of their lives? Or what are you thinking here? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like Denver's pick, Christian Braun at 21. I thought they could have gone many other directions. Um shocking that was one you did not like yeah, i couldn't have predicted that at all wasn't a fan of that uh did you see his mother blowing up on a line no people were big fan of christian braun's mother online big fans yeah good reason to draft a player um it worked for luca did it uh <laughs> well wow. he got paid so um he's in shape now baby cut her the sweet tea he's great Hey, he won me a fantasy fantasy championship, so I have no beef with Luka Doncic. Um, I'll just go through my other losers quickly. Uh, Boston and Miami didn't like what they did or did not do in the draft. Miami, a bigger loser than Boston to me. What did you not like about Miami's draft? You didn't like Nikola Jovic, Jokic's twin name brother? No, I didn't. I thought Miami could have gone for a big, like an actual big inside, you know, presence inside the paint. Or, or a point card to succeed Lowry when they try to get rid of his contract. They didn't do either of those things. Um, and Boston didn't have a pick until 53. I thought Boston could have used um, the draft to improve the backcourt and help someone, I'm sorry, get help for, uh, for Boston because they don't have a, a superstar player like Coop predicted. They need someone to help Jason, Jason Tatum out. He's clearly not the player that everyone thought he was. So. Um, the best, the best thing about you is they were two games from winning the title, and you're acting like their season was a failure. Like they're awful. It's amazing. No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just waiting next year for next year when, uh, when Milwaukee's healthy and they can't beat them in seven games again because Chris Middleton's missing, or when Miami's healthy, healthy and they can't beat them in seven, beat Miami in seven games again, or when Brooklyn actually has a third star, and Boston can't sweep them like they did again. So their season's far from a failure, but it was certainly they were certainly helped out a little bit, like Phoenix was two years ago. And then Tatum still couldn't do it in the end. Awful. Historically awful. Coop, you think I'm dropping this? You think I'm dropping this? I, I'm glad you're Tatum? on this train. I'm glad you're on this train. I really am. Every media outlet I've, I've called you Skip Webster for years because of these takes you have. Coop, did you not see the numbers? He has the worst field goal percentage for two-pointers. In NBA Finals history, that is the most dubious stat out there for a quote-unquote superstar. He was horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm not – you think I'm going to let you live this down? Never. It was a bad finals. But you're acting like this, this Eastern Conference Finals where he dropped 46 against uh, Milwaukee didn't happen. Oh, it happened. Or he killed Miami. Great. He was but great. He had a bad finals. Those things happen. He's 23 years old. 
he's gonna get better. He's 24, and 24, LeBron, LeBron was what 26, and people got all over, went all over him uh, against Dallas. Now he's 24. Devin Booker is 25, and you've given him so much flack. I don't understand where age comes into it now. Devin Booker was 24 in the finals last year, and you got on him. He was 25 this year when he dropped what 13 was it 10 points, 13 points in the in the second round. You got all over him when they lost when they lost to the Luka Mavericks. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah when they lost to Luka Mavericks. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. Tatum was horrible. You called him the best two-way player since Giannis. He's not a great defender. He's not he's even a very good state. defender, and he's a great offensive player. Is he a very good defender? Uh, yes. They chose three other Celtics over him in the top 10. He wasn't even considered in the top 10. They chose three of his teammates, Coop. Three. That is embarrassing. Which one of those three was first-team All-Pro like he was? First-team All-NBA. Which one of those guys was made None of them. So it was just him. It was just him, yeah. Who's, so he had a great who's regular season. Mi- who's making $30 million? I think he should be the first team out of, out of all those. None of those guys are making $30 million. I think Brown makes basically the same as him, doesn't he? He's making next year. He's make, Yeah, he's making close to it next year. I think Horford makes $26 million. I don't think so. I think it's 26 for next season. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and Smarts do a so. contract. I'm just saying, Coop. He's a... An elite superstar player. I just, I, I didn't see it. I saw Andrew Wiggins shut him down. I saw Andrew Wiggins score, score a lot. I just don't see this great superstar player. I'm waiting for a coup. You gave Paul George a lot of flack when Paul George was not playing well a couple years ago. Why are you not giving Tatum? Why, why all the, oh, he's, he, he, he's 23. You got the age wrong. You didn't even know how old he was. He's 23. Who cares? Has Paul George made the NBA finals before? I can't remember. Has he done that? No, he hasn't. No, he's ne- but he's never had a team like, like Jason Tatum has. What? He, he never had a team. He never had a defensive team like Jason Tatum has. Never, not at all. Those Indiana team, Indiana teams were great. He couldn't get him. He couldn't get past LeBron. Neither team went, could Jason Tatum. He could barely get past Giannis with a missing Chris Middleton. It's the Phoenix Suns of 2022. That's what he they went had. to. Okay, Paul George went to OKC. It's a team with Russ. They had the big press conference where they're going to be the future. Left eight months later, basically. <laughs> then him and Kawhi were going to just ruin LA and be the next champions. And they played like five games together because they're always broken. Like all of these guys, I would take Jason Tatum over. I don't know what you're doing here. It makes no in, sense to me. In fairness to Paul George, the season where he was the first season in OKC, he finished like second in MVP voting and was actually a defensive player of the year candidate. Other than, uh, unlike your boy, <laughs> Jason Tatum, who's this rumored great defensive player that I have yet to see consistently happen. Overrated Coop. He can't do it. Then Boston needs a, an actual closer, not someone who scores two points in the second half of a, of an, a closeout game. Are you kidding me? So He's you were 23. Jason Tatum. Will never be a good player to you. Never. No, he's a good player, but he's overrated. He's okay. 100% overrated. Will Jason Tatum ever win an NBA championship? I don't know. But I can say that about anybody. Jalen Brunson might win an NBA championship. I As the know. best guy, probably not. Tatum can do that. Tatum, how can he do that? He can't even he can't even uh, not be the worst two-point field goal percentage player in Honestly. NBA Finals history. How? Honestly, I don't understand I can... it. 
you're gonna make me start rooting for Boston, and I hate you for it because of how you ridiculous do. you are. Cool. See, here's the thing: you're so Skip Bayless because before LeBron won his rings, it was oh, LeBron sucks. He'll never be the guy. He'll never be the guy. And then LeBron won a ring, and he goes, "Well, it's about time you won a ring." Everyone's been saying how great he is. He's not as good as Michael Jordan. So whenever he meets the goalpost, you push the goalpost back because you were Skip Web- you were Skip Webster. That's what you do. I've been saying all year that I think Jason Tatum has been overrated. I think Jalen Brown and him are basically complimenting each other. And uh, Jalen Brown had to put it together in that in, in that game. Jason Tatum was terrible in the finals. The entire finals. No, sorry, he had one good game. He had one good game. I'm sorry, he was bad. I don't know why you. I, I don't know why you're discounting that. If it was any other player that you didn't like, you would have been all over it. If it was Devin I, Booker, you, you would have been all over it. I agree. He was bad. He was bad in the finals. I agree. Yeah, but you've but made I don't excuses. Think it's, you no, I just he don't was think twenty-three, it, and he's not. I don't think it means he's never going to be good again. I think he could be good. It's not. And, I don't but, think it prevents him from being good next season. But I never said that. I said he's overrated. I never said anything about him in the future. All I said was Boston needs someone to count on because what we've seen so far, you can't rely on him. He was first team All NBA. He's very he's he's properly rated. He was a top five player this year. Okay, Coop, I disagree. Can't be a top five player if you don't show up in the finals. So, I mean, your boy Devin Booker, who you hate, was also first team and All NBA. And you so the, and you and you say that he's him and Tatum. There's a huge gap between them, which I don't so understand. Just, just to be clear, LeBron in 2006, when Dallas beat him in the finals, he was not a top five player in the league. That's what you're saying right now. Uh, no, I'm not saying if you lose in the finals, you're not a top five player in the league. In what was it, 2011? LeBron choked in those finals in 2006. He did. Sorry, 2011. Sorry, in 2011. Yeah, yeah. He choked in those finals. He, he wasn't a top five player then. Uh, yeah, he was a top five player, but look what he was doing. Look at look at look at how he was recognized. Look what he did in every single game. Look what he did. Tatum wasn't doing this game in and game out. It wasn't like Tatum was great for 82 games and then great for the first three rounds and then he was just bad in the finals. Tatum's been in and out. I, I I go on the Boston forums. They all complain about how Tatum disappears. And you then go comes, on the Boston forums. Yeah. You are an all-time troll. You're a bad person. Oh, I punch you right in the face. You're well, the worst. I'm I'm just reading what they're saying. I don't contribute to it. I just read. When it. I go to Colts forums and I see Patriots fans there, I want to stab them. It makes me furious. And that's the kind of person you are. You but are I'm, an internet I'm, troll. I'm not. I'm not writing Matt anything. Bayless. I'm just reading. I'm just saying. Tatum, I'm just saying he's overrated. I'm not saying he can't be great ever. I'm not saying this is the guy he's going to be in five years. I'm just saying right now, I think he's very much so overrated. Like Jalen Brunson. He's better, obviously, than Jalen Brunson. But the two are in their respective tiers, I think, are very overrated. Okay, Webb, uh, your Jason Tatum hatred aside, let's move on to NBA free agency. I think this will be one of the most uneventful NBA free agency beginnings of all time. Do you agree with that statement before we get into the numbers? Kind of, but kind of not. I think it is, I, I agree with you that it won't be – it's not eventful in the sense that the free agency crop sucks. But I think there's going to be a lot of activity. So the, the NBA, the cap – there's a cap in the NBA. And it is real, unlike the cap in the NFL, which is clearly fake and does not matter. Detroit has $31 million of projected cap space. Orlando has 28, Indiana has 22, the Spurs have 19, and Portland has 10. 
Those are the only teams with projected cap space as of right now. Things could change, but I'm not sure how all these teams are going to find all this money because the cap is real in the NBA, kind of. I just don't know how it's going to work. I think there are some guys we're going to get to, but I think it's going to be a very uneventful free agency where we think things are going to happen and everything's going to kind of shake out how it is right now. I don't see much big changes happening. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think there's going to be a lot of trades, but the top tier of the free agent pool, I don't think they're going to be going anywhere. The big guys are going to resign, I think. But I think there will yeah. be a lot of movement. And I think the guys who are on teams now, I think there's going to be a lot of trades, though. Okay. Let's get to some of the names. I'm just going to use Spotrack's available free agency, available free agents. That kind of keeps everything in order and how they do it, how much money they make. So it kind of gives you an idea. Is James Harden a free agent? Is he going to re-up with, with Philadelphia? What do you think happens there? Right. He has the option that he has to either exercise or decline. Um, I guess he exercises it. So I'm going to say I, no, he's not a free agent. I think he, I think he might decline it and they're going to give him a three-year deal. I do not think they give him the five-year $250 million deal, though. I do not see that happening in Philadelphia. But if we're going to offer him a three-year deal, you think he's going to re-sign with Philly or go elsewhere if if he can make more money elsewhere? Who's going to give him five, four years somewhere else after what we saw last season? I think there's always a team willing to pay because we saw MVP caliber James Harden for the majority of his career. It's just the last, the last year, really, that he's been bad. He purposely tanked on two teams in 13 months he got out of houston and brooklyn showed up super out of shape if you give him four years 160 million dollars and he hates you in eight months you're ruined because you can't trade the contract because he doesn't care anymore he's older he's lots of stuff i just don't think teams are going to want to give him that kind of money i i agree with you that you're screwed I think Cooper, I always tell you, the team dumb enough to play to pay. Someone trade for Russell scenario. Westbrook. That makes sense. You're right. <laughs> hey, you got a point there. Hey, someone someone trades for a player all the time. And Russ has been traded four times in the last however many years. He's gonna get traded. Sure. And if he, he doesn't is. get and if he doesn't get I mean, he's gonna get traded in the season. I, I, <laughs> I, I, well he has to now. Oh, buddy, you're the best. I always said he thought he would get traded. You put a timeline on it because you realized that he would get traded. And then I said, all right, fine, before the season. I was forced to do that. I always said he'd be traded. He wouldn't finish the year with the, with the Lakers. You said, if you, you could, started to walk back and then you're like, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. He'll get traded but, after the season starts. Listeners, if you could see Webb right now, you could see the hurt in his eyes because he knows Westbrook's going to start the year as a Laker. And he's had to accept it because he was so sure weeks ago. No, someone's going to trade for Russ. The Lakers are going to get back good things. He is such a quality player right now. Everybody loves Russ. There was all this bluster. We made a bet about it for a burrito. You're like, guaranteed, he is traded. And the Lakers will rise again. You went on this huge rant. You were texting our friends to tell them how crazy I was about this. You were having conversations behind my back about how good Russ was. I, I, sorry, I just want to interrupt you. I was, I was texting our friend that... You continue to always say, no way, no tra- team's ever going to trade with a player. And I'm like, you. there's always a team that's going to do it. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're always you're always blindsided and surprised. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe a team traded for this player. It's going to happen. Russ will not finish the season 
as a Laker. Because he's a free agent after this year, that's probably true. He probably gets traded near the deadline, but he will start the year as a Laker, which is what our bet was. And I cannot it, wait to cash in on that bet. It turned into that, yes. After okay, you okay. realized after you realized that he was gonna get traded in the year, you tried to qualify and walk it back. And then I was like, all right, fine, I'll put a deadline on it. Keep twisting that nut. Keep trying, Webb. Keep trying. Coop, it's true in every trade that and ha- every trade. That ha- no way, these teams don't have cap space. It's going to happen. Look at the Kyrie thing. The he opts in. That's perfect. Brooklyn's going to trade Kyrie. It's. Going I was going to get to that next. Do you think he just traded soon, or does Kevin Durant stop that? Um, it depends on if he wants to leave Brooklyn. Like, I think with these these things, like if the player wants to leave and if the team wants him gone, and they can find another team that wants it, it's going to happen. Salary cap or no. That stuff doesn't matter. They're going to work we, it out. We should mention for Kyrie Irving, a report came out, I think, four days ago that Kyrie was allowed to find a trade trade partner from the Nets. The Nets were like, we'll trade you if you can find someone to take you. Sure, we'll do it. Because Kyrie did not want to opt in, opt out, and only get $6 million from your Lakers. So he opted in for the $36 million, but they still could move him. Apparently, Kevin Durant was hurt by all this Kyrie nonsense. There was talk he could get traded too, but now it appears they're both back. But I would not be shocked if Webb is correct and Kyrie is traded because KD is done with his antics. I think that's a real possibility, and I would be not surprised at all if he gets traded. I think the thing is, like Kyrie had until today to opt in, and if I were him, I wouldn't. I would have opted in too because you only had a couple of days. To find these trade partners why put yourself in a situation where you know the deal is not going to be as good as you want it to be some team's going to panic let them take their time to do it where there's no deadline there's no clock that's 48 hours or whatever it is i think it was smart for him to opt in i agree also it's 36 million versus 6 million i take the 36 as well for sure i don't i don't know how i i would like to hear a little bit more about that that mid-level exception we i i don't know if i believe that from well, I'm not a capologist. From what I've heard, those were his only two options. He'd get the mid-level exception for six and a half million, or he could get the 36 million. If if it was to the Lakers, but I don't know if Kyrie was ever willing to do that. That's true. That's possible. That's true. That's that's what I I just don't see why he would have done that. That's true. I think because he wanted to be a free agent after this season, he could opt back in and get the big contract next year from the Lakers or something. But yeah. Kyrie is Kyrie, man. He wrote a tweet that was legitimately insane after he opted in and got $36 million, how he's a leader, an innovator, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he, That's the worst. He tries to convince the world that he's different when he's really not that different. Okay. DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Phoenix did not give him a big contract last year after making the finals. Do you think he is back in Phoenix or does he? So he's a restricted free agent. So any team that gives him a contract, Phoenix has the option to match it. What do you think happens with him? Um, sorry, you were right. Harden did decline his option. Um, I yeah, want to see what they right. offer him because I I just don't see why he'd, he'd do a three year deal if he can get four elsewhere. But and I think he can get four elsewhere. But we'll see what happens. Uh, for DeAndre Ayton, I don't know. I think I think if he comes back to Phoenix, they just they, they give him like a qualifying offer, like a one year kind of prove it deal. If he returns to Phoenix, if not. They'd probably just let him walk. So someone like Detroit could offer him four years, $120 million. They could do that. 
and then Phoenix would have to match it in a few days. So I think that's more likely to happen than him taking a qualifying offer from Phoenix. I think he's going to go look for a deal. Phoenix could have paid him last season. They didn't want to. So I think I would be shocked if they matched his offer, but they probably should because it's a good asset to have. It's having a big contract to move. Makes sense. Makes things a little easier later. I think I think DeAndre Ayton's probably out the door in Phoenix. Though. I don't think he'll be back. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think he'll be back either. I don't think Phoenix should re-sign him for any big money. I think you can find another DeAndre Ayton in the draft. Not... You know, not that easily, but I think you can find one in the next couple drafts. Okay, is Zach Levine going to be in Chicago or does he end up somewhere else? I have no idea. Honestly, for me with the NBA, like what I've noticed is, yeah, the teams abide by the cap. But if you're a big market team and a player wants to go there, you will. the player will get there. Regardless of how much cap space they have, they'll get there. And they'll 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 make trades, they'll tinker with the roster to fit the big salary. Um, obviously, Chicago can pay him the most, but I don't know. I think if he wants to win, he should probably leave Chicago. I don't like what Chicago has built, but I don't think... Actually, if Lonzo's healthy and they can stay together for the year, they could possibly be, possibly be a top-four team in the East. That's not crazy to me. I, I think they'll be a playoff team, but I, you know, they were doing really well last year when... Everyone was hurt. Toronto was hurt. Milwaukee was hurt. Miami was banged up. Brooklyn was banged up. I just don't know if when everyone, Philly was banged up or sorry, missing um, Ben Simmons. I just don't know if they can contend with those guys when they're all healthy. Like they were dominating when guys had COVID and guys were hurt and all this other stuff was happening. I just, I, I really don't know if Chicago can do that. Maybe they can. But I think what I saw from them, the dominance was when all the other teams were on the shelf. Fair enough. Uh, John Wall choosing the Clippers over your trash Lakers. Were you surprised by this news? Because the Lakers could really use a point guard. John Wall uh, available for cheap. Low mileage. Uh, and he's like, you know what? Give me the, not making that joke. Give me Kawhi and Paul George on the Clippers instead of the Lakers. Um, yeah, I was shocked that he went to the Clippers. I think it's a great pickup for the Clippers. But I, I don't know if the Lakers wanted to get someone like John Wall after having Russell Westbrook. I don't know if, I mean, I mean, maybe, but I get rather someone who is like someone of Kyrie's ilk who could shoot, um, who, who's been on big stages and is, and is a great player on the court. thing I like most about Lakers fans is you have no assets to trade for anybody. You have no money to get somebody else. And you're like, no, nah, we want Kyrie. <laughs> we want someone that's a great player for nothing. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. To, it's going to happen. The fact that it was even a discussion, it, every single year it happens. This team has no assets. There's no way they can get anyone. And they get, and the team gets the player because the player wants to go there. And the team wants to get rid of the player. It's going to happen. I'm going to be the least surprised person in the world. It, it will happen for other teams. The Lakers aren't that team. All the right. team's trash, bro. It's trash. All right. Okay. Where does Mo Bamba end up? This is one I personally care about because I'm I kind of want Mobamba in Toronto like really badly. Um, I don't know. Uh, he can. I don't know if where he ends up, he's going to be starting like right away. I don't know if they're going to have confidence in him to do that. But he can end up a number of places. Uh, yeah, Toronto would be interesting. San Antonio would be interesting. Uh, Portland would be interesting. I, I don't know, bunch of places. He's going to get more money than we think, by the way. Yeah, it's possible. I just don't know if he's going to be the the starting 
centered or, or meant to be the the franchise or the, or the 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 um, starting big man. Like my maybe. guess from Obama is he gets three for forty five. Maybe, which is wild to me for what he's done. But just that upside, I think he's going to get paid a lot of money, and people are like, "What from Obama?" I think that's going to happen. He was a good player in college, and he was a his top five pick. So, and, and he showed flashes. Like, I don't know if, if Jalen Brunson is getting this 110 million dollar hype, <laughs> can definitely give Mo Bamba like less than half of that. Are there any other players you're very interested in seeing where they go? Who are some guys on your list? Uh, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton, the guard for Cleveland. Yeah, I'm not sure where he goes either because I think he's his time is done in Cleveland, but. He was pretty good when healthy. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, Kevon Looney. I think he's back in Golden State basically 100%. Yeah, I could, I could see them letting him go because I think he's going to get a lot of money uh, wherever he goes. Um, Kyle Anderson. I like Kyle Anderson. I think I see him in San Antonio like 100%. I think he's in San Antonio because he feels like a San Antonio guy to me. Well, he started on the Spurs, no? Maybe that's why he seems like a San Antonio guy to me. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. People forget he was a point guard at UCLA. Like, I, I liked him quite a bit. Uh, but he evolved into this, like, uh, this power forward, um, the only place power forward. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. I just want to see where he ends up because it doesn't seem like he's going to stay at the Knicks. I think it's called the injured list is where he ends up. That's <laughs> the word you're looking for. Yeah. Um, Yusuf Nurkic. I think he's back in Portland. I don't think they're letting him leave. For some reason, they think they're still going to contend. It's very strange to me, though. Oh, I think they should let him go, for sure. I don't but disagree, right. but I just think they're going to bring him back. Uh, Bruce Brown. I like Bruce Brown, man. Yeah. For some reason, I don't think he gets paid a lot of money, though, but I think he's a very valuable player to have. I would rather have Bruce Brown than Jalen Benson. <laughs> for the defense? For the whole package. He can't shoot like Jalen Brunson can, but I would take Bruce Brown over Jalen Brunson for sure. How much, would you, how much would you give Jay, Bruce Brown? Uh, I'm not giving him anywhere what P.J. Tucker – I'm sorry, not P.J. Tucker. Jalen Brunson is supposed to be getting, but um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind giving him probably what I said I'd give Jalen Brunson, four for 60. I don't know why. I think he's going to get like one for $8 million. I'd be shocked if he got that. I don't he think can't he's shoot. – I don't think he's looked at like we look at him. For some reason, I think the NBA does not see him in that light. But I think they should because I think he's a very, very useful player to have. I like him. I like him a lot. I would be much. I would be happier giving him four for sixty than I would giving Jalen Brunson four for one ten or five for one ten. Just not a Brunson guy. If it just didn't do it for me enough to warrant that. But good for him if he gets all the money he can. Um, next player I have is. Uh, Lonnie Walker from the Spurs. I, I like Lonnie Walker as well. I think he's a pretty underrated guard. He overcame a pretty de- de- uh, devastating knee injury. I think he has some upside there. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, he's one of the Spurs' uh, big three, in my opinion. So I, I like him a lot, even though they're talking about trading DeJounte Murray. Um, want to see where – I imagine the Spurs resign him, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, if, uh, if they trade de- DeJounte Murray – they have to keep Lonnie Walker, you'd think, right? You'd think so. Um, Chris Boucher, I want to see where he ends up because I think he can be a solid role player. I watched a lot of Chris Boucher last year. And two years ago, I really liked him. Last year, I thought something was missing. I'm not sure why. 
I just don't have faith in him night to night. I think he could have great games, but then he can go missing for a long period of time. Yeah, I think I think last year was kind of an anomaly because he didn't he didn't go through training camp. He got hurt. Um, they had other guys who were kind of his size, and he didn't get like consistent minutes in the rotation. So it was hard for him to get a real feel for the game. I think if you look at the year before, that's closer to what he he would be than last year. Uh, so he just needs the opportunity and he needs to have that confidence from the coach. And I think he can be, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a good player, but he'll be solid. Okay, fair enough. Where where do you think Serge goes? I still like Serge. I got a crush on Serge still. Uh, nowhere where he's going to make an impact. So I don't know. Anywhere. <laughs> he's going to be, <laughs> he could go anywhere. I don't think Serge is going to get a lot of demand. I don't and think I he's getting any more than a one-year deal. I still like Serge. I don't care what anybody says. I just remember him in his prime being just a monster. Yeah. And I hope we see that guy again. That guy now Wait. is like 32 or 33. So, Is it's he different. the only uh, OKC besides Kevin Durant to win a title? Is it just him and Serge? Was Serge on that Milwaukee team? On the Toronto team, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I always yeah. forget about that Toronto title. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> you're such a you're such a dirtbag i love it you're right that 2019 title yeah you're right you're right you're right ibaka was on the toronto team you're right um i'm trying to think who else miles bridges i, I assume charlotte keeps him so i, I think he up. wants a lot of money too so yeah charlotte might not guy. want to pay him i'm not sure i don't think jordan likes spending money on guys i really don't think he does Unless you're Gordon Hayward. That was a wild one to me. Yeah. I just think that he's like, I made $30 million a year, and now you're making $30 million a year. This is stupid. I'm not doing it. I just I think he hates it. Yeah. I'm I'm another guy who thinks, I don't know, Miles Bridges had like this breakout year. I think he is I don't want to say he's great. He's he he's solid. He's he's good. I think he's a good I think he would be a good third option on a team. I don't know if paying him a lot of money in Charlotte is going to be smart for Charlotte. I agree. Bobby Portis is a free agent. I think Milwaukee has to bring him back, by the way. They have to. Pay him what he wants. <laughs> yeah. He got so little money last season after winning. I think he got one year, $4 million. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They got to give him like three for 40. They have to, give him, they have to break him off because he was really good for them last year. Yeah. What about, uh, well, two more guys I'm thinking of. Uh, Trez and PJ Tucker. Uh, Trez, you could take him. Or I don't care about him at all. I think he is a very unuseful player in the NBA now. And PJ Tucker, I have hated PJ Tucker for a long time. As I don't you know. understand why. He's getting so much trade in, so much interest from, uh, from teams. He is a fine defender and maybe the worst offensive player in basketball. Hold on. So PJ Tucker is a fine defender, but Jason Tatum is a great defender. Really? I mean, I'm pretty sure KD <laughs> dropped like 45 on, on PJ Tucker, like every game they played. He was, just, he was cooking How much did Andrew Wiggins average in the finals? It was, it was a couple points here and there. All I'm saying is that PJ Tucker, his only offensive move was to wait in the corner, and he would miss those threes every time. This guy's the definition of a 0.4 rebound game. That's that's PJ Tucker to me. I mean, don't pay, don't overpay PJ Tucker, but I, I think he's solid. 
I would love PJ Tucker on my team. And he'll never go to the Lakers because they have zero dollars. Do you think Marvin Bagley gets any interest? He's a he's a restricted free agent, so Detroit could keep him. They match the contract. He's a guy I might I might invest a couple bucks in. Oh man. So there's a trade. Sorry, I'll I'll respond to your question. So Atlanta got DeJounte Murray. Um, for John Collins? No, for Gallo and multiple first round picks. Three first round picks. So Atlanta just doesn't want to play. They have two small guards. Well, well, DeJounte will play a two guard. He's six five. Trey will still play punk guard. That's interesting. Okay. And they didn't they didn't want John Collins back? That's very weird to me. Yeah. I I think Pop's gonna quit soon, man. Because I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. It's an interesting yeah. one. I like the trade for Atlanta. Like DeJounte is very different than Trey. And now they can ship out baby bogey. Because they don't need him with that money anymore. Yeah, I guess that makes sense too. And Gallo, signing Gallo for that big contract was always weird. Because they had like four guys. They have Herder, who's yeah. still really good. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. Herder's good, man. We both know why you don't uh, like him. But he's a good player. Herder's fine. He's got something in common with Christian Braun and Luka Doncic that you are against. Herder's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, Marvin Bagley. Right, Would so you give him two for 20 somewhere just to see if it's Sacramento and Detroit were the problem? I think I might do that if I was the Lakers. Yeah. No. Just no, bet no, on the no, upside. No, <laughs> no, no not, if, not the Lakers. Please not. But if I was another team, yes. Yes. I would really enjoy him in Dallas just for the comedy reasons. That would be very, very funny to me. I was also looking at Gary Harris as a free agent. I've always kind of thought Gary Harris was better than people gave him credit for. He's a sneaky 28. He made $21 million this season. I don't think he's back in Orlando, but I could see a team making him a reasonable offer and him having some interest in the market this year. I like Gary Harris, but I like Gary Harris from Michigan State. I don't really like the player that Gary Harris has been, this injury plague uh, player. So, I mean, he still could be good. He's young enough, but I'm losing hope now. Fair. Uh, does Dennis Schroeder get a contract, you think, from somewhere? He wanted a big one. He got $6 million last year. <laughs> uh, I think he gets an, a, a similar uh, contract. Okay. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are huge on verbal. We are the number one podcast on BDB's podcast platform, Amazon Podcasting. We have anything to add before we get out of here. I think there's going to be a lot of trade activity, man. I think there's going to be a lot. I think that might be the case because no one has any money. And they got to right. find a way to like to escape, to get around the cap and find some loopholes. Because maybe the cap will stop being real like it is in the NFL. Which is the biggest case of shenanigans I've ever seen in my life. Looks to be a cold fan. It really is the worst. Also, really quickly, uh, The Athletic is releasing a podcast all about Andrew Luck. Starting on July 11th, it's a five-parter just about his story, what happened to him. So if I am dead July 12th, you know what happens. <laughs> just, just in case anyone's wondering what happened to Coop, uh, the Angela podcast be, killed me. Must be a slow month that they're predicting uh, for July. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Five, it's a five-month process they've done, apparently. Interviewed everybody close to him, around him, and... Uh, it Why? might kill me. But who cares about this now, honestly? Other than Colts fans, who cares about this? I think the thing is that every NFL, like every time we talk about a quarterback prospect in the draft, 
They say, oh, he's the next Andrew Luck. Before it was the next Peyton Manning. And now it's the next Andrew Luck. Because he was so good. He was amazing. And dirtbags like Skip Bayless tried to ruin his career. And I'll never forgive him for that. But I just think that people care about the Andrew Luck story a lot. I'll hate Skip Bayless till I die for what he did to that man. I will never forgive. I don't think he tried to ruin his career. I think he did. He's a dirtbag. And if he ever invites me on Undisputed, I mean, I might need to hire a good lawyer. That's all I'm saying. I like Skip. Of course you do. You're his nephew. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. Yeah.